listening to Beyond Ability. We're a group of people seeking meaningful connections and conversations with others in our community. We'll be talking about topics like music, communication, events, culture, technology, talent, advice, business, education, leadership. And this is just to name a few. Our interests are vast and they continue to grow. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For today's episode, we wanted to interview a few people involved in the music industry around the Champaign-Urbana area. We started our conversation with Kentrell, who is a member of our podcast team. He writes music and hopes to one day release his own album. You write your own music. To be fair, I write my own music, but I don't write my own beats. Who is your favorite artist? I do. Well, let's do it. Almost every rap person. So you like rap? Yeah, mostly. What made you interested in music? What made me interested in music is, ever since I've been bullied or anything like that, I kind of had to put my emotions in there. Do you feel like music is a way for you to emotionally express yourself? Yeah, emotionally, yes. Where do you see yourself in the future as a musician? Hopefully to record some demos be like an actor a little bit like still working on music but like do a little more than that okay who is your biggest influence my biggest influence yes Hmm, that's a good question (laughs) because i could say there's a lot there may be ti in the mix clips new dog bow wow jd next we sat down with melody to talk to her about her record label so how did your journey into the music industry start? If we want to go way, way back to when I was a little kid, my dad always played in bands, and that's what really got me interested in playing music. So I ended up picking up the guitar, and I also played trombone for a really long time in school. When it came time to start thinking about college and a major, I was thinking about it. I wanted to do something music, but I wasn't quite sure. And my dad mentioned that there were a couple of schools that did a music business program. And that sounded like it would be a really cool thing for me to try and do. How long have you been a musician? I want to say my parents bought me my first guitar when I was about 10 years old. I, I still remember which guitar it was. It was this, it was a big flying V one. <laughs> <laughs> I always had a flair for the dramatic. <laughs> have you ever been a part of a band? I have been in a lot of bands over the years. Uh, I've started a new band during this quarantine, actually, uh, that's more like on the heavy metal side of things. What's interesting about it is we use all digital instruments to make the music uh, instead of using like traditional music instruments like guitar and the drums and stuff. It's all like programmed out and done, put together on a computer. So we've heard a lot of awesome, great things about your record label, and we wanted to know what it's called and how it got started. The one that I started is called Alien Heart Records. 
my friend Mara, who's now actually my girlfriend, uh, approached me with the idea this summer. And since I had experience studying the music business, she wanted to have me involved. And we also recruited her friend Vera. She has a lot of knowledge about dubbing cassettes, putting putting music onto tapes. So we kind of started to organize things. We put together a compilation with, uh, it was a tape with, uh, I think, 20, something like 20 different artists on it. Each, with, each track was by a different artist. Um, and that was kind of our way of uh, announcing who we were and what we were about. So what kinds of things do you do working for a record label? At my personal label, I tend to handle a lot of promotional stuff, like posting on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, to spread the word about our releases and things like that. I also do a lot of contacting people about their orders, if they have any questions about something they bought from us and communicating with bands. The music industry, they call that A&R, or artists and repertoire. And basically what that means is just kind of being in contact with the music artists you work with and kind of maintaining that relationship with them. Where do you see yourself in the future, Melanie? I really like my job at Polyvinyl Records. The people there are really cool, and I really like the music we do. And it would be really cool to kind of hire positions in the company hierarchy in the future. I also think it would be really cool to be able to take my label, my own label, and make it my full-time job. What advice would you give someone wanting to start their own record label? My professor actually has something kind of facetious he likes to say about it uh he has a saying that goes like friends don't let friends start record labels (laughs) uh if you were i would say if someone wanted to start their own record label i would say uh just be flexible because really what you're doing is you have to find music artists that you believe in and kind of invest in them and help them grow it is a really good idea to take any money you start getting in and invest it back into what you're doing we also spoke with ryan about his music studio first of all i want to know how did perennial studio start So when I moved to Champaign, it was in 2005, and I just graduated from music school at Eastern Illinois University. I found music at 17 and quickly decided that I wanted to go to music school. So I quickly realized I didn't want to become like a music teacher in the traditional sense. So as I was getting my degree, I realized I want to be a songwriter. I want to learn more about music theory. I want to perform. I want to start a band or two. I sang in both choirs that were at Eastern and we would sing with the orchestras and you know, I did a lot of theory and composition classes and it all built my my musical foundation. It like showed me that music what I was is what I was supposed to be doing. And then I formed my band Elsinore in 2004, which was the year before, or I guess it was the first semester of my last year at Eastern. And it really kind of took off. We played a lot of shows. We started coming to Champagne a lot and getting plugged into the music scene. So when I graduated, um, two of us moved up here. The other two followed not too long after. And we were like, well, Champagne Urbana seems great. Let's see 
let's see what it's like. So fast forward a few years, I started teaching just out of like my house and then started getting more and more people. And then my wife and I came the decision that we wanted to like finally have a baby. When you're pregnant or about to have a baby, you can't have a loud rock band practicing in the basement and you can't teach music lessons out of the dining room. So we were like, why don't we explore the idea of building something? Got a loan together, found a builder. He and I designed it. We built it over the course of 13 months. Our son was born. A few months later, the studio opened and that was eight years ago. Hey. So Perennial Sound Studio is is, is, is eight years old now. Just turned wow. eight years Wow, yeah. you did a lot in an eight year span though. That's crazy. A lot, yeah. <laughs> having the space, having having the, the, the facility was, was great because it was this like literally this empty canvas where I was like, well, I can decorate it, light it, make it smell good, make it feel good, gradually get more instruments. And, and so over time, I mean, I went from like bare walls and like two guitars to like, I have way too many guitars and keyboards and microphones now. Wow. So, <laughs> so just building my business, you know? So what are some of the things you do in your studio? So primarily I teach private one-on-one -on -one lessons. And over time I have expanded from just teaching guitar, acoustic and electric guitar lessons to uh, beginner piano and music theory and songwriting. And I'm, I'm a vocal coach and I then started playing the bass guitar. So now I teach bass guitar lessons. I work with a lot of people who have interests in songwriting or just exploring using different instruments and you know writing like traditional kind of pop songs or or folk songs. A lot of people who are like, I wanna learn about electronic music. And I'm like, well, let's sit down with one of my keyboards and start looking at what electronic music is. So and literally looping in a lot of things that I got my degree in, but I've also been a songwriter who, who's been releasing records for like 20 years. So I've been making albums and releasing them for a long time. So I have a lot of experience and also love to do that. I love collaboratively writing, recording and releasing songs. Like that's like, that's like my, my, my musical superpower is that if anything. Well, I feel like it's super rare to find something that you're so passionate about. And I can tell that you actually love what you do. So that's, that's totally, awesome. I totally do. I do. <laughs> And, and, and really, it just, the, the flames are fanned daily because I, this is in my backyard. The studio is, in, is behind my house, you know? So um, it's 500 square feet. It's multi-rooms. I have a bathroom right there, you know? Like, oh, it's, nice. it's like, um, you know, and I teach, I teach close to 60 uh, lessons a week. So I'm like, it's my full-time job, but it's my passion. And it's, it's what I love spending my time doing. So I get to do a lot of things. So if someone were interested in working with your studio, where should they start? Um, my, you know, I have a Facebook page, um, which is, you know, it's a really easy, uh, inroad for a lot of people. Um, uh, but also if you, if you Google perennial sound studio or just go to perennial tells you all about my studio. You can see a ton of pictures, which I'm sure you saw. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then there, you know, there's, there's a form you fill out with your name and then you can just tell me what you want to do. And then that sends me an email and then I reach out and we get things figured out. So what advice would you give someone who wants to open a recording studio? Yeah, doing doing a lot of research, looking at other studios online and like deciding like how big of a space do you really need? Can it can it be a room in your current house or apartment? Uh, could it be your basement or do you need to build your own space? For me, I knew I wanted it to be substantial. The basement wasn't going to work out for multiple reasons, right? The drummer in my band, Elsinore, James Treichler, he has a studio. It's in his basement and it's like the best basement studio like his studio is amazing and fantastic and like different from mine in a lot of ways but also very similar so it's nice that he and I both have spaces where 
we can have sessions and like record our own music and 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 do that. So so deciding on you know the kind of space that feels right for a person is is a really big first step. And then of course like figuring out the financial side. Like I had to I had to go around to so many banks and then finally got like the whole loan thing figured out to. <laughs> to kind of, you know, cough up like $70,000 to like start the project and like actually build a huge structure in my backyard. That was, that was the hardest part. So getting the money together was a big deal. Um, but having some kind of vision and, and, and a business plan, talking with a financial planner or at least your accountant about how it's going to look if you do upgrade to that next level. Last but not least, we also had a chat with Ricky from The Upper Bout. How did the Upper Bound start it, Ricky? Well, I've been doing this for a long, long time. I worked for a bunch of other companies for about 20, 20 years. Um, and then I decided I wanted to work for myself. So I did a startup and I called it the Upper Bound. So what made you want to get into the music business? Well, I grew up playing guitar. Um, I've been a guitar player for most of my life since I was about 13. And uh, I used to be uh, trained for fine arts in college and... Um, you know, I worked in photography for a long time, but I'm so old that photography used to mean film and now it's digital. So right. uh, the industry working in kind of collapsed overnight. And the only other thing I was good at was playing guitar. <laughs> so when I needed a job, I found guitar. Well, we, we sell mostly mid-range to high-end guitars. Um, we sell six strings, 12 strings. We sell pretty much anything and everything with a string on it. Do you provide any other services? Services we do, yeah. We teach here. I'm actually sitting in one of our teaching studios right now. Wow. Uh, we, teach, we teach guitar lessons, bass lessons. You, Everything that we sell, we support with teaching as well. And we also have repair services. Um, I'm also what's called a luthier. Uh -huh. I build guitars and, and I fix guitars from the ground up. So that's a huge part of our business is helping people um, repair their old instruments and keeping them alive. So if someone were interested in picking up the guitar, where do you recommend that they start? Well, first off, at the upper bow. Really, I recommend that people start on acoustic guitar. Um, so that way you can save a lot of money. You don't re An electric guitar requires amplification cables and a lot of accessories to make it work. Um, whereas an acoustic guitar, you can really just buy the six-string instrument and start playing that day. So it's it's definitely more cost-effective. You know, playing a, a, an acoustic guitar is a little bit harder, so there's a kind of a trial by fire there. You really have to work your fingers a bit more, but I think that that's a good thing. So what advice would you give someone who wants to start their own music store? So, you know, if you're, if you're going to start a local store, I think it, you have to be a part of the community and you have to know the people around you. It can't just be kind of conjecture and verbiage about the community, you really genuinely have to believe in your community and what you're doing. So my advice would be to do it wholeheartedly, to do it in the right way and really sort of connect with the environment around you, regardless of what you're doing, whether it's a music store or a pet store or whatever, you generally have to help the community that you're involved in.